All right, well, this is fun. It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? It feels like ages, but it's actually our official timeline. Mm. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah. 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 No, no, we had no, two no, no, off. No, no, two weeks off. This is oh, our it's third been three week. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science and see how science trims its pubes. I'm Andrew Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day. And Cameron Shearer. Hello. And Science Pubes. How does it, how does it trim it? Chris? Um, I think it uses one of those electric razors. Is What do you mean electric razors like electric trimmers? Electric trimmers, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I reckon it's some kind of chemical method. Is it? Is it? So you'd think science would use? Was it called Nair? I don't know. Oh, okay. Chemical method. Is there a chemical method? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah, like yeah, Nair, yeah. like hair removal cream. So you think science would use hair removal cream? Yeah. Fine. Yeah, good. Or, or what do but you think? Would, yeah. Um, I think it probably just lets it go wild. Does it have like a racing strip at the top, or is it completely bald? I don't know. You tell me, Chris. Um, I think completely bald. You think so? So Chris is going for science has. It's actually, do you know what I learned the other day? A Brazilian isn't all off. A Brazilian is a small landing strip. All okay. off is called a Hollywood. A Hollywood. <laughs> a Hollywood. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, so Chris, you're going with the fact that science has a Hollywood? Yes, absolutely. Cameron, you're going for all off but via chemical? Yeah, not, by, not really by any choice other yep. than it's hard to restrict... The chemicals? Yeah. And I th- I'm going for quite hairy, but probably trimmed with scissors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That'll be mine. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Fantastic. Yeah, I like that. Um, Sorted. Yeah. And the good thing is now our forum's up and running, so people can have their own opinion on science's pubes. Yep. That's something that we do need some help on, I think. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, how do you trim your pubes? Um, I'm married, so I stopped doing that a long time ago. I just go pure 70s. 100% 70s. 100% 70s. But does that mean your pubes hide your penis? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, because it's massive. Uh, it actually snakes down me in a thigh. Gross. Have to cut that bit out. Yeah, maybe. probably. Cameron, <laughs> pubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do, do I that? am a manscaper. You are. I'm, I'm because I recently bought some tr- uh, some clippers to do my hair. I know what grade my <laughs> pubes are. They're number oh. two. <laughs> number two Hollywood. Number two. Number two on the top, and then uh, nice and flush down below. So I've got a question for you guys about pubes. That's not just about your pubes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. This uh, you didn't give us warning about this. No, nope, I know. <laughs> but what do you think is the most common way for people to manicure their pubes? Scissors. In terms of uh, shape and hair left. But thanks for saying scissors. (laughs) What was your question? How? uh, Most common way people... Oh, I guess it's a a badly worded question. Certainly was. I mean, what is the common style of pubes? And don't say curly. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say... Brown, <laughs> if you want. The common style. Common style. Um, so you mean like into a love heart? Or... Yeah, love heart, initials, uh, lightning bolt. I think love heart. Oh. I would imagine that, that that would be popular. Yeah. yeah. Male or female? 
this is uh, women. And is this in a scientifically reviewed paper? Yes, this is in the uh, Journal of Sexual Medicine. Okay. Impact factor? Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably Hollywood. All right. Conclusions from pubic hair removal among women in the United States, prevalence, methods, and characteristics. All right. Awesome. Conclusions. Findings suggest that pubic hairstyles are diverse and that it is more common than not for women to have at least some pubic hair on their genitals. As All right, so not what I so said. So not Hollywood. So all we know is that. I'm wrong. Yeah. And love hearts. Oh, we don't know about love hearts. No, we don't know. They didn't, they didn't do shapes. But in addition, total pubic hair removal was associated with younger age, being partnered rather than single or married, having closely uh, looked at one's own genitals in the previous month, cunnilingus in the past month and more positive genital self-image and sexual function very interesting thanks thanks you're welcome that's good that's good and there's another study that i found about pubes how much of your job have you spent (laughs) doing this this week uh well this was about an hour this afternoon okay i i I ended up typing like uh, you know pubes hairstyle pubes Pubes women, US trends in pubes. So the uh, do you share your office with people? Yeah, in fact, my office, my screen. As soon as you walk in the office, you can see it. Mm-hmm. So people were probably going. I think Andy's lost it. He's <laughs> officially gone mental. Um, I found another actually same journal. So this is from uh, the Journal of Sexual Medicine, and it's called Pubic Hair and Sexuality: A Review. Now. Would you agree, this is one of their conclusions, humans throughout the ages have modified their hair and body hair, but aesthetic removal of pubic hair has become the ultimate barometer for how fashionable you really are. The ultimate barometer? (laughs) Yeah. So apparently, if you, Chris, you are not fashionable at all. If you would, and Cameron, if you guys are all natural down there, your barometer is pointing towards not fashionable well that would that's logical because have a look at my fashion right now oh yeah i mean it's fucking disgusting yeah so then that that that's fair yeah actually it's very like it's very boho it's like very homeless boho if you were to walk down what's the bow is that bohemian bohemian yeah kind of like i don't give a shit man in other words really cool yeah yeah, that's exactly what. That's what going to be my Listeners, next word. I, I care so little about that's my appearance that I am actually cool. <laughs> you're the, you're the you're a true hipster. Yeah. Oh no. That's <laughs> yeah. So you'll be pleased to know that my barometer of my pubes is pointing towards kind of fashionable. Mm. Mm. And you and I dress at least right now. We're dressed kind of yeah. similar. Yeah. Very, very similar. similar. I, mean, I don't have the trendy glasses. No. But remove their trousers. And, and it's a Cameron's different world. <laughs> and you're slightly fashionable. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So we will be posting pictures of our genitalia on Facebook uh, okay. for people to judge. I tell you, it had to happen. <laughs> it had to happen. And then are we doing like guesses on who's who? It's very easy, I think. <laughs> Mine will be the nice manicured one. Yours will be the blondish one. And Chris's will be the one that's dirty. Um, okay. News items. Oh, 
So much news. So, so we I can't go first because my news is massive. All right. So we, we haven't recorded for a couple of weeks. So we have to just keep it to the good stuff, Chris. Ooh, no, it's I, all the good stuff. no one wants to know about cantilevers. <laughs> I haven't got any news. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, anything you want to say? Well, I don't know the last time that any of us announced that we had a paper published. Ooh, yeah. Not me, no. No, it's been no, a while. I don't have a paper published. Oh. But uh, the other day I got about three sets of reviews back ah. on papers that have been submitted. Yeah. So it takes, it's, it's a really long process. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes you have nothing going on and other times it's just review mm. city. Good reviews? The reviews are generally pretty good, but I've, I really find, found a few of them very refreshing. Oh. So if you're like imagining a review, Andy, yeah. are you kind of thinking like, like what's the tone of the, the review? The tone is a little bit condescending. Yep. Um, and also, so it can go one of two ways. It can be positive and condescending, mm-hmm. or it can be soul destroying and condescending. Yeah. Yeah. And then are we is it bland or or is some personality? Oh no, through? personality. You actually only know where they're from based on the spelling. <laughs> That's the only thing that comes through. Yeah. yeah. So I had I had a few really nice ones this oh, week. Oh, good! Uh, and one of them was uh, something that Chris is involved in. Mm, yep, yep. Another one. No cantilevers yep. involved. Nope, nope. No cantilevers. Perfect. And this reviewer was uh, quite funny. I wanted to bring it in word for word, but I didn't. Yeah. So, and basically, he said he said something along the lines of, um, "You need to completely reword how you explain this one thing." Yeah. But. You have to you do it with less words. And then there was like three dots. And yeah. then he goes, words, words, words. This is not a grant proposal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's still condescending, but funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just liked kind of, I don't know, he kind of let us into his mind almost. It's yeah. like, man, this is just boring. Yeah, this is a lot of words. And later on in his review, he went on to to kind of really drive this point home. Yeah. And he's saying here, uh, the work is of interest to the community, but the lack of specific, simple and convincing results and explanations and way too many words. <laughs> Hang on. How is way spelled? <laughs> uh, so way is spelled normally, but two is with four O's. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Chris. News. News. All right. Big news. <gasps> Bum, 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 bum. Gibson's news. So the graphene thickness paper that we're all on, yes, got his first citation. <gasps> woo! Yeah, woo! Yeah, woo! Yeah, woo! Party, party! First citation. Was the juggernauts of uh, AFM research are off? That's yep. it. Get ready for an avalanche of citations. <laughs> so that's really good. And for yeah. all those who've been counting down, I know you guys have have, have been involved. I know it's everyone's nervous, everyone's, but yes, yep. Scopus, I now have over a thousand citations. Well done, Christopher Gibson. Thousand and well twelve done. as of today. If you remove self cites, three. <laughs> 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 All right, my news. So, uh, two was it two weeks ago? I participated in a event run by the Science Nation, and it was called the Great Debate, where you had to go and give uh, your kind of um, view on and champion an unsung hero of science mm-hmm. and convince the people in the audience that your unsung hero of science is the most unsung 
and that they should have received more um, acknowledgement or sort of um, notoriety from their achievements in science. Mm. And I won. Well done, man. Oh, yeah, well yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it. Actually, so the Science Nation is a great um, nationwide thing. So they mm. organize lots of science events, so science-based kind of entertainment events. And their thing is uh, learn while you laugh. So they've got a lot of things coming up for National Science Week as well. So you should definitely go check them out. There's a free plug for them. Mm. So who was the number two? Who who'd you beat in the final? I was up against... Um, I can't even remember. You oh, mean no. the, the person that was doing it? <laughs> no, I'm not aware the, of anyone else being the there. Unsung, <laughs> the unsung hero that they were. Well, uh, there was a bit of con- controversy. Spruiking. Yeah, yeah. That they so there was three rounds. That's controversy, isn't it? I don't know. Is it controversy? Controversy? Which one? I'll let either. I'll let either. You'll let either through. All right. Cameron <laughs> is the adjudicator. The gatekeeper. He will let both He's in. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. Still tidbits though. <laughs> yeah. Cameron. I know. Cameron, okay. help us! Help us! Your papers don't even pass English. <laughs> That's pronunciation, though, you idiot. <laughs> I, I'll still defer to you, Cameron. I, I, it doesn't worry me. Anyway, now so, can continue on about. So there were yeah. t- there were three rounds, and the person who I ended up getting into the final with, he um, spoke about one person for the first two rounds, and then changed it. What for the sec for the third round? Because he'd run out of things to say. About <laughs> ah, what, and was quickly googling someone. And else. was quickly googling someone else. He, I think he had semi prepared a second person. Um, but yeah, so he quickly Googled in the, in the meantime. And that's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's true. But I, I mean, you were nice enough to, you put your whole speech online. Yeah. I put my speech online on andymatter.net. Check it out. And in other news, which concerns all three of us, we have got a published parish or podcast forum, mm-hmm. which started up. Um, currently there's three posters. Yep. Uh, me. Yes. Uh, who else? Oh, um, there's another bloke, yep. uh, Gibson. You, good. And yeah. there's one other person. So I'm surprised by your name, actually. I thought it was the more famous Dr. Chris Gibson from uh, Wollongong. Because <laughs> I knew Christopher T. Gibson. Yeah, we thought we had a proper fan. <laughs> I'm Christopher T. Gibson. Yeah, but that's not your username. No, it's Dr. Gib007. <laughs> well, I feel like... I feel like Wollongong Chris Gibson would probably I, also like, be a fan this of guy James is starting Bond. to haunt me now. <laughs> we should get him on as a guest. I know. In replacement the of real you. Chris Gibson. <laughs> the, next the more time, successful Chris Gibson. The next time yeah. that rash plays up, we'll give him a call. That's right, yeah. Hi, <laughs> oh, is this the successful Dr. Gibson? Yeah. Um, and there's one other person that's contributed. Uh, who is? It's me. Yeah, it's you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's yeah, three sorry. people that the forum... Uh, CJ Shearer has yeah. had a lot of hits. CJ, yes. no one's interested in commenting. No, they're too afraid. Um, they're too afraid of us. Yeah. So get I'll on there, yeah. comment, uh, write swear words, talk about Chris, um, talk about which one you'd most like to have sex with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think most importantly, it's pretty clear that Andy needs help with science. This ideas, uh, so yeah. so put them in. Exactly, yeah. science. This is tough. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh god, this will be a great segment. And now, yeah, you got to help me with that. You got to help me. <laughs> so today we've got a couple of topics. The first one over to you, Chris Gibson. 
The first one is about comparing academic research to industry research in terms of motivators. Wow, that was fluid. Mm. Yeah, that was very good. <laughs> what drives academic research and industry research? Thank you, Robot Chris. Boom. <laughs> so if you're going to compare academic and industry research and yep. you're looking at the main motivators or the main drivers, yeah. so uh, one would be, or one that was was posited is individual goals so that's for that's a big academia. driver for academia yeah while for industry it's the collective needs are the most important so i imagine like in industry you've worked in industry yeah you have a team or a big group yeah and it's the big group's success or needs that drives a lot of the research you do while in academia it's mainly i would say individual goal you could say self-interest yeah. All right. So in, in from my experience, from my like my thirteen months in industry, we were one team working towards a very specific goal, which is just diversifying product line. Right. So in that sense, we were all working together, mm -hmm. but we only had one outcome. So in that sense, we were like one research group. But at a university, you've got a diff. Like we we were just one group. In a university, you may have like seven different groups with this with different kind of uh, goals. That's where I think it comes. Like uh, I don't know, like self interest for that group. But that group is headed by a person normally. That group that's working will often sort of lift up that one person. Yes, yes. So that's what I'm interested in. Is yeah. I think, you know, obviously in industry research, self-interest has to play a component. People like being told they're doing a good job. Yeah, and so, so self-interest has to be important. Yeah. But I think in academia, it is, you know, it's all about, because I've heard successful academics say, you've got to look after yourself. Mm. You've got to look after yourself first. Mm. And I think that colors a lot of what's different about academia mm -hmm. also compared to lots of other jobs. Yeah. And I think self-interest is a real driver in academic research. And I'm just wondering what we think about that. What are the pluses of that? What are the minuses of it? Because I can definitely see minuses. Mm. You know, because I think, you know, yes, we do work in teams. Yes, we do um, collaborate. But at the same time, self-interest is still governing almost everything. Yeah. So even though we collaborate on a paper, people will be like, well, where am I on that paper? And that's yeah. self-interest again. Yeah, yeah. Well, in industry, from what this expert was saying, it's not quite that bad. It doesn't sound quite that bad. I think because we're not publishing externally yeah. and the credit you're getting is still from within the company. Yeah. So the boss of the company is still going you guys are great you're the best and like the whole team kind of mm. goes yeah we're the best so how did you know you do you were doing a good job uh people left me alone and i got paid so you didn't really have say our, our performance indicator is publications and mm. grant yeah. money yeah was there anything like that the way it would work is a job request would come in for a research scientist to do something um and if you did it then that was it. It's just a tick against your name. You know, report finished, you know, move on to the next one sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't mm. any kind of friendly or unfriendly competition between people at your level or around about your level to get the easier ones done or to get them done faster than someone else? No. Mm. no. I think that's a difference because I, I had someone uh, who worked in our group who's doing a postdoc in London right now. And yeah. 
when I saw them recently, she was talking about, um, she's in academia, and she was saying that a lot of the people over there are saying, so are you playing the game? Are you playing the game? And the game is getting as successful as you possibly can. Yeah, get as many papers as you can. And that's self-interest. I think that governs academic research. And that's why, and I think there's a knock-on effect for lots of stuff in academia as a regard. Mm. So if you try and get a bunch of academics to do something collectively together, I think it's very hard. Well, like the the herding cats kind of Exactly, because the first thing they're thinking is, what do I get out of this? Yeah. So when you try and convince academics, you know, if we all pull together and we all do this, it's good for the university and it'll be ultimately good for us. Yeah. I think that's very hard to get people to do. The the way you can get people to do almost anything for you is, could you do this for me? Then I'll put you in the paper. Do you know what I mean? Like that's so, and I've seen people fall for it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty, I think, of using it as well. I've been on both sides, yes, absolutely. I've definitely said that to people and it has resulted in people getting their names on papers. Yeah. I've also said it and the work has resulted in nothing. Yeah, yeah. Cameron, did you ever think about going into industry? What were your options? Well, I did work in industry for a little while. Oh, good. Mm. Um, oh, is this the collaborative thing? With yeah, the, yeah, so I had a position that was half university, half industry. Uh, and what differences did you notice at all? Uh, I, well, I noticed plenty of differences. I think that the the list that you have is is very apt. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I found that they were really results driven, not so much ideas driven, mm. and they wanted uh, the results very fast. And they weren't so really interested in how something happened, just what it did. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really all I wanted to talk about with you. That's good. The, the academic and industry. And our second topic for today is travel and travel for work in academia. So I guess one thing that um, interested me about academia is that even in lower level jobs, like your PhD and master's students, it is commonplace for international travel Mm -hmm. to conferences, to workshops, to visit other places, which in other jobs, you kind of work your way up to the person who travels Mm, mm. yeah what do you think well back in my day when i did my phd yep the there was no real international travel it was all domestic so when i did my first bit of travel yeah during my phd it was to newcastle yeah newcastle that's where i did Newcastle, australia that's where andy did his phd and that's actually my first place i'd traveled to as well really yeah and it it reminds me a lot of where i work newcastle they should change the entry sign saying you're probably here for work (laughs) (laughs) welcome to newcastle welcome first conference travelers yeah um so, yeah, I didn't get to do any international travel. I got a postdoc. But you're right. Yeah. These days, it's very different. Yeah. It's very different. I think PhD students... And it's students so expensive, travel. really, mm. yeah. to send a PhD student or a master's student abroad, maybe to Europe, especially from Australia. What's that? That's like two or $3,000. Yeah. Just in flights. Yeah. Just in flights. Accommodation, you know, everything. Yeah. But it's great because quite often universities and supervisors will pay for the flights but allow for a little holiday like yeah. a week free oh, yeah. that you fund yourself but obviously it cost you nothing in flights because they would have paid that anyway well it's supposed to be less length what is your what's your favorite trip for work favorite trip for work uh well i haven't been on too many so i went to the university of newcastle uh a couple of times represent 
And so I know that you were there at yeah. that time, but I really wow. there was one time a really talkative guy in the tea, in the tea room, and I'm thinking maybe it was, it was you. you. No, really? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? We need some uh, what, kind of what year? like bit of time travel would be good. Uh, yeah. 2011 could have been, and uh, this really talkative guy liked. Really was fascinated by how far someone rode a bicycle, mm. <laughs> or, ha- like or how or how they they had a strange bicycle or something yeah, like now that. Now, I, I, like, hold on a second. Was there any mentioning of body hair, penises, vaginas? I don't remember skin. Them. I remember them being overly chatty, but I don't remember them being uh, rude. strange. Strange. Okay, that sounds <laughs> like me. You were hoping for rude. Yeah. You got strange. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. All right, over to me. So, hang on, that's not the coolest place you've been, though. <laughs> Newcastle. Oh, coolest place. Well, so I've been to, I went to Newcastle three times. Yeah. Uh, I went to the University of Bath in the UK. That's cool. Uh, yeah. And I did a two week tour of China last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, when you got the um, bilingual business cards. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, English, I was going to say Australian. English <laughs> on one side, Chinese on the other. Yeah. And how many did you have printed? Uh, over 100. And how many have you got left? 95. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of them, they'll be with money someday. I'll tell you what, we should run a competition that you some. can win Cameron's Chinese oh, business cards. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. I'll send you, and uh, we can even get them printed Chinese side only if people yeah. prefer. Oh, That'd awesome. Be brilliant. I mean, I'm going in for that competition for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an okay amount of travel, I suppose. It's pretty good. Go on then, Gibbo. So I, uh, I've done quite a bit. <sighs> I uh, did a postdoc at... No, uh, no, no. This is work travel, not part of your <laughs> yeah, postdoc. Yeah, not part of the postdoc. That's, uh, that's your job. Yeah, you're right. I did. But when I worked at the University of Birmingham, yeah. I did a work trip to Cambridge University where I did a three-year postdoc previously. Yeah, no. That's Boom. not... Yeah, that's just going in. back... Just, worked it in. That's just going back to check out your mates. Yeah, that's that just bragging. Yes, yes. Come on, yes. international travel. All right. Um, now, I did go to Las Vegas... And it was connected with work. That's excellent. Yeah. What a great... You yeah. really played that well. And it was awesome. It was awesome. It was Did awesome. you actually do any work while you were there? Officially? Uh, yeah, yeah. I gave a talk and I mean, yeah. um, drank a lot, gambled a lot. And then yeah. there is one night where from midnight to 6am, it's all a bit of a blur. Good. Mm. That's the mm. way Vegas should be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, not really playground. sure exactly what happened. Did you wake up and you were married? Yeah. No, no. I was single at the time. Or was it all a bit of a blur because you went to a censored strip joint? (laughs) (laughs) You had to put foggy glasses on. The girls are a bit nervous. (laughs) We started the night eating pizza in some place and I was drinking with some guys who made AFMs. They used to be part of a company called Topometrics. Yeah. And they showed me their... um, bank balance one of them showed me and it was like you know 123 grand he's like we're having fun tonight and they're americans so they're really like what a weird thing that's very weird so like showy were you impressed by his bank balance i was because he spent loads of that money on me (laughs) (laughs) what they didn't realize is chris is a tank like (laughs) later on in the night it was like 20 grand's gone and chris is still standing yeah he was very angry at the end of the night i remember that yeah has anyone here been to a university to actually work for like a guest kind of 
Research, like a sabbatical sort like of like a re- researcher exchange or something like that. I've never done that before. Uh, no, I've never, never been involved, never. Cameron. Cameron. Well, I was an exchange, but I I worked at. I spent a week at. Oh, I spent three weeks at University of Newcastle. In I didn't labs. mention my travel for conferences. No. All right. Oh, hang on. This has got interesting. So not <laughs> now only... we're going to hear some stuff. <laughs> That's right. What have you got? <laughs> so up where have to you been Cameron for conferences? Uh, um, so the one during the PhD, I uh, got a travel grant and I went to Montpellier for a conference in uh, southern France. Thanks for changing your accent while pronouncing it. I've been there for a conference as well. Yeah, we yeah, haven't. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You never been there? No. That's the best place on earth, but anyway. Cameron, <laughs> uh, other international ones. So I went to Helsinki in Finland for a conference. Um, and I also went to Sorrento in Italy for a conference. Whoa. Uh, which was great. And in a few weeks, I'm going to Vienna for a conference. What? <laughs> That's m- it's- well done, Chris. Have you done that on like a Hollywood like sound effects thing? <laughs> like I did, a, I did a course in the credits. Surprised man four. <laughs> so, um, and what's going to happen in Vienna? What are you going to do over there? Can lose. Yeah, no, what I, are you presenting? I'm showing my my current research, which is oh, okay. uh, carbon nanotubes and DNA. Oral or poster presentation? Uh, it's poster. So this Ooh. is a a conference where there aren't any parallel sessions. So there's only ah, one room okay. with talks. So yep. the talks are generally really good. Yeah. And then everyone else gives a poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I mean, I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking about posters. We're not no, talking about conferences you, though, are yeah, we? Yeah, but <laughs> you don't mind a poster presentation until someone that you see talking is rubbish and you go, I could have done way better than that. Well, it's mm. not really if I do it better. Well, I, I mean, I more care about the what other people get out of it. So if I go to a talk yeah. and I talk for 15 minutes and I can see that no one's listening yeah. and afterwards no one comes and talks to me, yeah. then there's no point in giving the talk. Yeah. Whereas I've never had a poster session where I didn't feel like at least two one. or three people yeah. were actually interested in it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I that's, that's why I think posters over, yeah. are all right. This is just not as prestigious. No. But mm. I'm, not, I'm not really sure... I guess it's because of the selection process. Yeah, yeah. Travel stories, any yeah, interesting yeah. ones? So the times that I went to, gone to visit universities, it's mm-hmm. actually been quite lonely for me. Because oh. yeah, I know <laughs> I know we wanted some funny stories, but I actually can't think of any because yeah, yeah. basically uh, I'm working in the lab the whole day. Yeah, and then whoever I'm there with have their own lives to go on with, and then yeah. I just go and will i work i'll work later or i'll just go back to wherever i'm staying and like alone yeah get a takeout and, what's and someone of- who hasn't lived by themselves for a very long or ever yeah uh, is is really strange mm. so we, we had some interesting travels to conferences yeah so mm-hmm. uh like we have a, a relatively large group say 10 10 plus people yeah um and the, what they've been doing pretty much the whole time since I've been part of this group is they'll book out rooms in a backpackers hostel. Mm. Um, so basically the only times I've stayed in a backpackers is with this group or at, at and at conferences. Yeah, yeah. And it's with a group of 10 to 20 people who have never been in a backpackers before. Oh, and they're all complaining or something? Or complaining about yeah. the noise. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, they, yeah. And, and a lot of them wouldn't socialize together regularly. 
Is that fair? Yeah, as well? yeah, that too. So yeah. it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. So the first ever night, I basically didn't sleep because I was roomed with a snorer. Oh, I fucking hate snorers. <laughs> I snore like a motherfucker. I bet you do. It's <laughs> oh, like a chainsaw God. going through concrete. Oh. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I hate I wake snorers sometimes. And it's how did you deal with this? Well, eventually, like the next night, I was just so tired that I could sleep. But yeah, right. the snorer was telling me the next day, he's like, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm so sorry I was snoring. I was actually trying to keep myself awake so I didn't oh, snore. God. I don't know and who I, I feel more sorry for. <laughs> I've heard of academics and their students going on trips and sharing a room. Yep. And I did that this year. Sharing a bed. No. Did not do that this year. So <laughs> <laughs> You're not ruling it out? Well, though. actually, yeah. I shared a bunk bed. Oh, that is Ooh. a bed. Oh, yeah, that's just a bed. You're on top or bed. bottom? Yeah, were well, you top or bottom? What do you reckon? Top. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't know if that's what that means. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Cameron's top, everyone. <laughs> Top's the best, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Gibbo's funny stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I think the last podcast or the one before that, yeah. you would have heard me talk about me getting a speeding fine. Yes. Well, not a speeding fine. You got a flash. flash, flash. Yeah. I got the flash and it was... Thunderbolts and lightning. Very good, Cameron. Very good. It was because Bohemian Rhapsody was on the radio. I was under the speed limit. It got to the chorus, put the foot down and went over. And I got the photo in the post last week. Did you look good? Can we put the photo online? Yeah, so there's there's a picture of the car. You can't see me uh, in the car. Uh, so you don't know. So you're probably you've probably bopped all the way down. So you're, yeah, <laughs> you're head banged, yeah, you've yeah. head banged below the yeah, seat. Yeah. There's a couple actually. No, you might see you mightn't see my head in one and then you'll see the, my head in another. Oh, uh, because that's because I'm I'm actually mid head bang. Yeah. Bismillah. <laughs> no. And we all know that the the double flash of a speed camera is to the same beat as the chorus in <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Now we're about to play Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of everyday activities. How would you science getting dressed in the morning? So um, I think this is we've had a few of these, and my answer to all of them is pretty much the same. So I'm You're going to go robot. I'm inventing a robot. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit style. Oh yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> right, so you so slide is, out of a bed I'm into sliding robot out of legs. A bed. No, I think he then goes onto some kind of conveyor belt. Oh yeah, and he then goes along a long series of things, and the yeah. pants come on yeah. at some point, or the trousers. The and trousers. The funny thing is, in that show, he wears the wrong trousers at some point. Yeah. So that's yeah. the danger with using a robot to get you dressed in the it morning. Is that they can put you in the wrong trousers. Unless the robot is programmed for fashion. And you know how... <laughs> <laughs> You're finished, are you? <laughs> and you know how you make a fashionable robot? You trim its pubes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pubes, or you get the robot to trim your pubes on the way through. No, no, you trim the robot's pubes. So they have. Wow, you're making right. a well, pubed your robot's robot. getting more human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, have you seen uh, Ex Machina? It's a movie. No, here we go. It's no. a recent movie about AI. Yep. yep. Uh, and this guy who's kind of like the like Zuckerberg type yep. has mm. gone away and he's invented himself a robot. Mm. Uh, and yeah, he he has sex with them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I guess you would, wouldn't you? That's what's going to happen. I mean, all these artificial devices and virtual reality, people are going to use it for all their horrible proclivities. Yeah. Obviously. Nice word. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Cameron, anything to say on the I'm word? I'm not sure if that's right or not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll find all out. All right. So uh, let's go back to sciencing the getting up in the morning. Yep. Now I'm going to go back from Magical Robot. Yep. And I'm going to have like an iPad app. Not that it's that science here, but it's telling me the temperature because you're always looking, uh, you're always yeah. not sure whether to wear jumper, long trousers, yeah. etc. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe it would be nice, but not great for me, that uh, there's some kind of Google image search yeah. showing what's trendy. Oh, <laughs> that's just good. trendy, but trendy. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. All He's right. like, okay, Google, make me trendy. <laughs> <laughs> and there won't be any sort of other search term. It'll just no, go, just yes, like... Cameron, of course. Now, get right. this, right? So what you do is, right, you get up in the morning, you're woken up by an alarm that uses exactly the right kind of music and sound and smell. It goes, this smell. Why smell? To to gently wake you up. So you're not woken up by morning farts or anything like that. Nice. (laughs) And then there's the sweet twitter of birds, perhaps. A a gentle light comes in sort of from Uh, somewhere. And then, yeah, yeah, like, and then you wake up. You're like, is Jesus here? Yep. And then there's a screen and you stand up. Now, the room has to be, I think the temperature idea is a good one. The room has to be right temperature. The floor... Has to be a good temperature. Can't be cold. Right. Clothes are removed and you're comfortable. And then there's a virtual screen of yourself in front of you. Right. And then the computer throws clothes on that. Right. And you look at it. As you you move, the clothes move with your body. Oh, Chris. Flick, flick, flick. And then you could say, today I want to be hipster trendy. Yeah. Even facial hair. It could simulate facial hair. Mm Mm-hmm. And do all that sort of thing. I think that's pretty good. Why? Why would you want to simulate facial hair? Are you gonna <laughs> instantly grow facial hair? For the <laughs> Are you day? wearing a fake beard in this? <laughs> no, hang on. This is so Chris has scienced it by creating his own own hormone that instantly grows hair. Uh, okay. Boom. I like yeah. It. So if you want to be a hipster, you've got to have a little uh, like ball tickler and, yeah. a, and a little pencil thin mustache, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, if I said I want to be be hipster trendy, it would give me uh, slim jeans. Remove my gut. Yeah. Give me what else do um, hipsters wear? Beanies. Like, kind of what are you wearing now? Anyway, yeah, a beanie, <laughs> scarf, a scarf. And so I'd see myself like that, and then I'd yeah. go, no, no, I want workman cool, and I'd get like you know, fluoro jacket. What I'm wearing now, workman cool is the way you describe yourself. <laughs> I think it's tired dad. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That's it. That's Actually, it. I can't describe it any better. Tired dad yet trendy. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, you're right. You couldn't describe it better. <laughs> and so you have a virtual environment that would show you what to wear. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully you'd have those clothes in your closet. God. Hopefully but, you'd have those clothes. So you're not even bought the clothes. You're like, hey, hopefully. <laughs> so actually, it generates virtual clothing based on what's in your cupboard. So I'd have hot so shirts and underwear, and that's it. Your, 
hologram hologram afterwards we haven't really we've really done the brewster on this we haven't really gone science we've gone computer science well yeah yeah. andy can you can you bring some actual science to this i can yeah oh no i'm changing what we do in the morning with science we no longer need to get dressed because we are already dressed. Yep. So what happens is, is you wear a series of layers that self-cleaning, you never actually have to get out of them and they, you, they're like nano repellent. You get into bed wearing everything. You don't have to worry about stinking or smelling because that would just all clean you. And the, yep. the clothes clean you as well. Yeah, so they catalyze a reaction yep. to get rid and of maybe the dirt. Yep. Sleep, ooh, sleeping at night is enough, like you get all wrapped up and it's heat activated like catalysis so yeah, i like the, it yep so that the clothes that are against your body eat away the dirt and the stink and mm. the smells and the dead cells mm-hmm. and they it, and the body and it just sheds or something or gets rid of them absorbs it into the material and excretes it later i don't know you're saving dressing time and you're going to save shower time yeah that's right so i'm saving the world no mm. more what is it 20 liters of water or something Fuck per baby, shower man. is it's that just a waste of time well, i've given up on it we've Jesus. noticed we've noticed <laughs> um this and that's is why it. Andy's really pushing home the smells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the smell one. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you've gone for like a counter smell in the morning <laughs> and he's just going for getting rid of the smell. Yeah, yeah. Mine, Chris, yeah, mine is you have to mask, <laughs> yeah. natural musk. Chris would be really annoyed because in this nano suit that, that sort of destroys smells and stuff, Chris would fart in the morning but not be able to fully appreciate how bad it was. You'd be like... <laughs> Oh, oh! I reckon that would have been a good one. There's no such thing <laughs> as a bad fart that I. Fine. So that's how I, like I that. science. What well, science? I like it. That's yeah. good. That's you, good science. You've won that. Are we giving yeah. out? Do we give out bests? Yeah. All right. You've, Just because I won. Yeah. yeah let's you, do that. You've won that one. Music is provided by the excellent Adelaide bass band Voice From, and special thanks to Jared Payne as always for his excellent stuff that we uh, we really appreciate Ding. and are not worthy of for this podcast. Mm. Um, check out Voice From on their Bandcamp website, and also remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to us, like our Facebook page, join in with the forum. Let's start this Publish Perishable podcast community. And Cameron. You were just listening to Publish Perishable Podcast, brought to you by the SA Transport Commission. Gibbo says, don't speed. <laughs> yes, I like that. That's my favourite so far. <laughs> Brilliant. That's great sponsor. Excellent. Final goodbyes. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>